If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Unlocked. It is the world's number one Xbox show, episode 294, inching closer to the big 300. It's May 3rd, 2017, actually May 4th by the time you're going to hear this. Uh, the Coming up on this week's show, we'll go over to the single camera. We've got a lot to talk about. Darksiders 3 has been announced right here. We did it. Mm-hmm. We did, did it, it, you guys. Uh, and we're going to be covering it all month long as part of IGN First. Alana had a chance to go down to Gunfire Games in Austin, so she's going to tell us much more about what we can look for to learn about that game. Uh, Phil Spencer giving a comment on Fable and Is It Dead? Maybe maybe not quite yet. Sea of Thieves. Speaking of Phil Spencer's, Phil went to play a bunch of Sea of Thieves and they recorded the whole thing, put out a really cool gameplay video that gives us some very fascinating new details on the gameplay, some gameplay elements and details of Sea of Thieves. We wanted to talk about that. Uh, Game Pass. Phil giving an interview with The Guardian talking about maybe using Game Pass as a, as a Netflix-like service uh, in a way that you might not quite even be thinking of. So we'll talk more about that. Plus... Remedy, makers of Alan Wake, Quantum Break, uh, they've signed with a new publisher for their next game. So we'll talk all about that. Uh, first, quick housekeeping note. I want to introduce myself, Ryan McCaffrey, Destin Legary, hey, everybody. Alana Pierce, and Marty Sleva. Hey, everybody. Uh, most of you probably are regulars. You're with us. If you're watching uh, on IGN.com, you uh, of course, the easy way to find it every week, so you don't have to go look in is click on the Shows tab at the top. Check Unlocked and uh, check us out every week that way. If you are on a podcast service, please do subscribe there because uh, that makes it easy. Then you don't have to go manually find it. It just downloads to you. And, hey, leave us a review if you, if you like what you hear. And finally, YouTube. We've been making a big push with the Unlocked-specific YouTube channel. So hit IG, uh, pardon me, YouTube.com slash IGN Unlocked for weekly YouTube goodness from this panel here. Mm-hmm. So let's start, Alana, with Darksiders 3. Yeah. Uh, we've been sitting on this one for a while. Amazon ruined uh, so our ruined our surprise party yeah, like by hours. a couple hours. Yeah. But, uh, but then we were able to come with the trailer and with mm-hmm. some initial details, and now uh, you've played it. Yeah. So basically we announced it um, yesterday morning, or will be two days ago now. And uh, games coming out sometime in 2018. Those are the basics being made by Gunfire Games, who are made up of a bunch of ex-Vigil Games employees. So basically, uh, a lot of the key team who worked on Darksiders 1 and 2. Um, So for this one, it's obviously super early. And I didn't get to play a ton of it. And I I really wanted to play more. But, you know, the game's really far out. We just announced it. So uh, I get that. But... I mean, there's so many places I can start. One thing is they keep calling the game Classy Siders was a word that I heard internally. Boots on the ground? No boots on the ground, Destin. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but they keep uh, talking about making the game more classy in a way that I would say um, like Breath of the Wild is a classy version of Zelda's and that it's less gamey, basically. Um, it's like there won't be random chests scattered around the world because who put those there? All of the puzzles that you find in the environment should make sense in the environment rather than being things that some random person that you never see set up for you to figure out. It's oh, like everything cool. should kind of make more sense in the world and everything's supposed to feel a lot more interconnected as well. Um, they said that 
you have an example of an experience you have with a puzzle like that? Does Fury wear a monocle? Because those are classy as hell. Those are very different questions. Uh, Destin, no. <laughs> and Marty, also no. Okay. Um, no, I didn't actually get to see any of the puzzles myself, but I did see uh, basically examples of the world. So this seems like a thing that everyone would take for granted normally, but basically the, the world is super interconnected. Everything that you see is actually where you see it. So if you go down an elevator... The thing that you left from is exactly that height above. Everything is actually physically, logically there. Kind of Metroidvania-ish. Sort of, yeah. So it's like the it actually works as a as a world. And they kept saying that uh, in that Darksiders games used to have individual dungeons for bosses, effectively, which were like Zelda dungeons. And now it's like the whole world is one dungeon of its own, as well as having specialized areas. But That's cool. Yeah, uh, it's a lot smarter. I think it's it really is like a 2017 Darksiders. That makes sense to me. Um, as for combat, we have uh, Fury, who was the third horseman. The last one is Strife. Um, I really want to make a comment about all of the people I've seen being really angry that she's a woman. Uh, she's been a woman since the first game. It's in the cutscene of Doctor. <laughs> they've Side telegraphed one. this for years. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I feel like anyone who's really mad about that, they're like, ah, it's JW's during 2017. It's like, well. All you're doing is admitting that you know nothing about this game, so why do you care? <laughs> like, if you don't know anything about it, probably shouldn't care about it. But she's really cool. Um, one thing, like her uh, blade. Yeah, so she has a uh, a whip that is reminds me of Ivy from Soul Calibur. Kinda, yeah. I think um, to me, more than anything, especially playing as her, uh, she reminds me of Catwoman a lot. Mm. The way that she plays in the Arkham games, yeah. she's very flippy. Um, even her like dodge is like a side flip kind of thing, and. Uh, just even in sort of the way she walks, it's a little less sexual than Catwoman, I think, but it's still just that kind of, like, she's wearing heels, she's got, like, a, a sweet bodysuit with cool armor. Like, good posture. Very good posture, basically, <laughs> yeah, but her hair is one thing that I really want to talk about. Uh, it seems like something that would be so basic, but they had this battle between having her hair be a part of her and having it be physics-based, so... Basically, if you're fighting someone, her hair will like flare up around her face and will just react to kind of what she's doing in any circumstance. So her hair reacts to what she is physically doing. Okay. Does she look cool? She looks super cool. Yeah. yeah. So is it her hair is like the flame princess from Adventure Time? Kind of. It, like reacts to her emotions? Yeah, a little bit. I like that. Yeah. So it looks cool. It's not just like, oh, get out of here. No, no, no. It's like it's always behind her trailing back because yeah. that's, that was one of the concept art, like original designs that they fully stuck to is that her hair was always a really big part of her like kind of like bayonetta but when she gets angry it's just sort of the parts that are closest to her face like get more volume basically and she just looks like this kind of crown of red angry hair but then they had to struggle with physics where if she jumps the hair has to fall but apparently if you have physics you then have to have like boxes basically and and physics will cause a bunch of clipping so her hair is a giant technical challenge her hair is, is effectively the most technical of her I guess that's why uh, in the what the, the was it the PC version of Tomb Raider they made such a huge deal yeah. out of the Tress FX yeah. like her hair is, is or why we were stupid bald dudes for every game for like a decade like oh, just don't worry about well, it. I mean Xbox bald. Live avatars still don't have long hair for girls, which mm-hmm. has always annoyed the crap out of me. And I asked someone why not that long ago, and they're like, it's because we can't do it. It's like it'll just clip through your shoulders. Like hair is apparently really complicated. Mm, I feel so. like they can do it. I feel like they're just lazy. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on. So, so the hair acts as a telegraph for combat mechanics and stuff like that. Kind of. Um, it's basically just that, yeah, they, they have this struggle between whether it reacts to physics of you jumping or whether it reacts to the attack that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really does draw your attention a lot. And in that she kind of is, even though you are the protagonist, obviously, she just stands out so much in every environment. Like she really is noticeable and impactful and she looks really, really cool and Oh no! I was gonna say. Obviously, we both love uh, the Darksiders games. Uh, one of the things I love most about Darksiders Two is the fact that it felt like this amalgam of like a single player WoW with Zelda dungeons mm-hmm. with God of War combat. Is that feeling still sort of here? So, um, like, I guess the scope. I think each of them. So they they told me when I visited Gunfire that uh, Darksiders Two was inspired by World of Warcraft specifically, so it plays more like an MMO with loot. So I think that. One thing that I like about this franchise is each of them is obviously the different protagonist, and in that, it's its own game, but we'll still have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. So it's still going to have the Zelda dungeons, it still has the souls that you pick up, it still has some returning characters, uh, like the CD merchant guy, who 
I don't know if it was him or the Watcher. The, Mark Hamill voices a character in the series, oh, which I didn't know. There's a lot of voice. And then now. now that like when I played Darksiders One again with the devs while I was there, I was like, that's totally Mark Hamill. What the yeah. hell? It was like mm-hmm. I can't believe I didn't. He basically just sounds like the Joker. Joker yeah. Cool. But in terms of speed, um, one of the things that I tried out, which it's cool in theory because I don't imagine many people will get to see this, is they put Fury in an arena against Darksiders One characters, and she destroyed them. Mm-hmm. And then put her in Darksiders 2, and then she was completely destroyed. So she, in terms of speed, is somewhere in between war and death. And because of that, every single uh, enemy, even if they imported them or the, the ones they added new, have to be like totally tailored to how fast she is specifically. Cool. And the whip is a huge part of that. It's a really fast weapon. I don't know how, but it magically retracts. Like it Does seems it like a she. And probably i don't i don't know that that's something they could in theory do but it's really just the hilt and it sort of comes out of the hilt and she has full control over it so it's not like a whip you have to crack basically but uh i don't know how that exists but she's calling something out of this hilt basically that's really cool yeah, yeah. i mean the ivy mechanic in soul caliber is she can have the whip or she can make it solidified in, into a sword so yeah. i could imagine that they could well, we're definitely gonna have see influences there yeah um i don't know what they are yet i have absolutely no idea i imagine there's gonna be combos we know there's souls i didn't see any of them but they told me they exist so the way they worked in previous games (laughs) kind of yeah (laughs) is uh well but but then you have to kill someone don't think about it too much uh but you will effectively have to trade them into someone to get something so i would imagine it'll be um like health items mana items and i think that we will probably have mana abilities which i think wars were probably my favorite he had like this cool ground pound thing that would shoot swords up from the ground and cool stuff like that that i haven't seen that i imagine is in it so a bulk of one took place like in a post-apocalyptic or mid-apocalyptic Earth. Yes. Two took place in a very sort of like Norse mythology inspired place. Yes. Where does this one fall? This one is also on Earth. Okay. Um, and it is basically at the exact same time as Darksiders 2. And I think in the way the franchise works, Darksiders 1 is actually after all of these because war is still in chains. So yeah. Darksiders 1 is technically the last one. Um Two and three happen at the same time. So it's still on Earth, and that's something that I think in terms like of Quentin design... Tarantino movie. Yeah, seriously. Sort of, <laughs> that's something I think uh, in terms of design that I really like is that it's this mix of fantasy and actual Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my favorite location or the one that I got to explore the most is called... I believe it was called Haven. And it's just this city with... I mean, if you didn't have this giant tree in the middle, it would look like a, a normal city, but then it has this enormous tree that trunks the whole way through all the buildings and through the city, and like it's sort of the centerpiece that just has this glow in the middle of it, and it gives you a totally unique way to traverse because you are looking at all of these trunks all the time and different branches and all that kind of thing, and um, everything's just decaying around it. There's green growing off of everything, so it's basically effectively what Earth would look like if you just dropped a fantasy bomb on it, yeah. and I really like that. I think it's, it's very pretty. It's also the first uh, of the games to run on unreal mm-hmm. and from what i saw it still looks cartoony in a world of warcraft way so it's like it's not like it is trying to be realistic but i think it's very pretty uh there was a lot of color uh the lighting in there was um lava and water specifically were really beautiful and apparently it's super easy to do that in unreal you just kind of like drop water here turn reflection up like it's it's crazy it's water easier to do than hair physics man basic basic physics marty yeah, so uh, I feel like I've pretty much touched on everything that we know so far, but um, yeah, the story is about Fury's been sent to take down, I don't know if it's Bad kill guys. or enslave, uh, the Seven Deadly Sins, oh, cool. which is physical embodiments of the Seven Deadly Sins. They have different names in the same way that they rebranded the horsemen, basically, but... Murder. Just ripped off the I actually know. I feel like she yeah. probably won't kill them. I feel like she'll probably put them in prison or something. What? It seems like a Darksidus thing to do. It seems like a very furious move. No. No. Last, last boss, he opened up a box with Gwyneth Paltrow's head in it. Yeah. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, but yeah, I saw one of those which is sloth. He has one. Yeah. He has one. <laughs> Walk away. The man's dead now. Um, yeah, I mean, he deserved to die, though. He was a bad dude. And then he became the president on the hit show House of Cards. Did he really? I mean, it's Kevin Spacey. It's just he's an actor. I know that he was in that movie. I mean, show. Sorry, he's the main character. He's the I house. I've seen of cards. it clearly. He's just uh, he's in all of the marketing oh, material. He's the card. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> America uh, is the house. Sloth was the first one that I saw, and it is just a giant fat bug who has these little smaller bugs that carry him around on a chair, and it sucked. It was really hard because obviously I hadn't upgraded anything. I hadn't played a ton of the game, and you have to kill all these little bugs. To get the chair to drop, and then Sloth will be like, all right, you, you killed my moving chair. I obviously have to kill you now. I didn't want to do this. I'm a Sloth. But 
He's not a sloth. He's sloth. He's slothy. Okay, but he's not like a he's sloth, a like a slow-moving no, giant cute, bug. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> don't kill me. Uh, but if you don't kill all of the bugs fast enough, and there are ones attacking you on the side, another bug will take the place. So you you just have to kill these bugs super quickly. Um, and I didn't do it. Uh, Sean didn't do it. But the devs did manage to do it in front of us. And they're like, yeah, this is a pretty hard one. It was tough. <laughs> Like I, I feel like I'm good at those games, and I was like, I just can't. There's too many bugs. I don't know what you want me to do. Um, but of course, there's probably still balance and stuff there. And it, I mean, it was so early that there was supposed to be a cutscene. You can just blame it. You can see. just blame it on bugs. There were just hey. bugs in the game. I couldn't ah, beat the boss. Too many bugs. <laughs> and and to Google the seven deadly sins. Did you see any of the other ones like Vainglory? <laughs> I, I imagine Vanity will be one of them actually. But um, Vanity is separate. I think Pride and Hubris. I don't think that we will have hubris, but we'll see. I think that they'll just make them the same way that they made Strife and uh, Fury instead of the others. It's not supposed to be, like, biblical. Are they going to make you eat spaghetti? I hope so. That That would be a plus. Kojima would be all about that. Well, it sounds like you had a good time seeing the game, and you're clearly excited about it. Totally. Uh, So, yeah, all month, IGN, Mm -hmm. on a fairly regular basis. Keep checking back. Love more from from you. All games have long on Darksiders 3. I want to move now to uh, Fable, which is about as far as you can pivot from Darksiders, I guess. From dark and hellish to cute and charming. Phil Spencer uh, commenting on Fable, just leaving the door open, saying uh, if he was asked on Twitter if we'll ever see a Fable 4, and he said, quote, nothing to announce right now, but I do think the IP has a lot of places it could go. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like he's just going to stand there like a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a, it, it's a non-answer, but <laughs> Phil's in trouble if he gives a real answer. If he says no, he's in trouble. If he says yes, yeah. he's, in, he's I mean, announcing things. And this he's is like trouble, announcing but. something that we kind of already knew. Like, surely we'll see something else Fable-related eventually, because why would you I mean, We have the card games in development still. I think That's it's still true. early access. Is that being made by Microsoft though? I X-Line. Yeah, it is. A bunch of a uh, bunch of the devs are X-Line head. I've met a couple right. of them who like worked on the Fable series. But I thought that it wasn't like being published by Microsoft. I think it is. It was that their their believe so. showcase. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our games are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because Fable, if you look, you know, people these days are all like, bring back Crimson Skies, bring back Mech Assault. I mean, if you, if you take an honest look at the catalog, the the portfolio, I mean, I think Fable is arguably the most prominent and most valuable ip that microsoft Dormant is currently exactly that microsoft's yeah. currently not doing anything with i mean like high fantasy is more popular now than literally ever in pop culture with you know game of thrones with stuff like witcher selling like it did so yeah, Skyrim. i mean you know they uh they moved away from the game that they were developing and maybe they're just trying to get something really solid developed before they reveal it and that's why I, we don't even know who they is anymore. Though well, that's and that's no the they. thing. That's yeah. always the yeah. question of if and so. Let's I mean, say Microsoft. They yeah. let's say next E three twenty eighteen. There's a CG teaser trailer for. I would imagine if not a, either a four Fable four or maybe just a straight reboot. But again, it comes back that's to that question desire, yeah. that we've asked before: Who do you get to make it? I, st- I still vote for Rare because I think it's got to have that British charm and humor to it. Rocksteady. Otherwise, it's not Fable. <laughs> yeah, who, who do you get? Yeah, it's tough. And that's one thing that I would actually worry about with the new Fables. I love the humor in those games. And giving it to the wrong studio could completely destroy that and Absolutely. make it like, cringeworthy and gross. Yes. Like, that is the thing that needs to be considered. Um, but I think the answer is they have to just make a new studio. They have to get people from Lionhead. It, ha- it has to be, right? So, yeah, that'll be three to five years uh, before we see the game. Didn't turn 10 say they're working on a non-racing game? <laughs> Playground. Yeah, or Playground did that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Ryan, it's been a while. They're British. Yeah. Yeah. Rare. Oh, yeah. It's a rare game, my friend. I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's tough. But, I mean... I mean, you I'm joke, willing to wait a while. You joke, Marty, but that I mean that theory has been floated. Not a theory, but just that that suggestion has been floated by people. Yeah. It's like, oh, what if Playground's next thing is Fable? Yeah, it's not impossible. Yeah. Didn't they say their next thing's multi-platform? I think they Were they hinted. I, I don't know if like they PC Xbox. No, like I don't know PS4. if they outright said it. I think they said something. I believe it was something like it's built to run on. Yeah. Anything, sure, sure, sure. myriad of hardware and yeah, yeah hardware. But, I mean, it's probably not 
playground making. It's almost definitely not. But what I do you think, think it that is. Looks like? uh, it would look like Fable with cars. Yeah. It's fable nuts and bolts. Yeah. Oh, I don't want that at all. Don't nuts and bolts my Fable. <laughs> Keep those nuts and bolts out of here. Put them in your pocket. Uh, on the table. Yeah, it wouldn't be great. But I mean, hell, uh, I'm trying to think of how long I'd be willing to wait for another Fable game, and I think my answer is forever. Forever? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't have a choice. You get one when you're 40, you're not going to be like. I'm going to play it. Yeah. It's fine. Just take your time when you launch it. Make it a big event. Make us all excited for we'll it. We'll make it 4v1. Yeah. That would be bad. They're, they already they take care of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think 4v1 exists anymore. Nope. That was like a real, like, that I got a, to. That was, so, was a flash in the face. Throughout the, yeah, throughout my, like my career months. in the games industry, yeah. I got to see it 4v1. What of all? That was like a moment. It's like when you, that'll be one of those things where, it's like a Jeopardy question of, this subgenre was popular for five minutes in the year 2013 or 2014. Yeah, had a 4v1 game. What was it called? Bioware's game was canceled uh, six months after it was released. It was revealed at at Gamescom and then it was Shadow Realms. Shadow Realms. Shadow Realms, Evolve, uh, Fable Legends. Mm -hmm. I think Evolve was the first and technically the last. Where did that come from? Like, why did that get I feel like it's the, the the deep impact Armageddon thing. It's the yeah. no, this it's week the, we launched our top 100 RPGs of all time, and the next day Game Informer was like, "Hey, our cover story this month is the top 100 RPGs of all time." And I was messaging them like, "How did this happen? Yeah. Like we've both been in production for months with this." Yeah, ants in a bug's life, yo. It's not great. It happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was I going to say about? I forget what I was going to say about about Fable, but I was going to stand there like a lemon. Yes. What yeah. you chase chickens? So uh, don't hold your breath, but we'll see. If you have if, if, have a good idea for who should develop this game, drop it in the comments. What about uh, Peter Molyneux? Do what about Peter Molyneux? Well, I asked him, yeah. and he said he would do it if he could get the right people with him. So Phil and Phil knows he listens. He just got to pick up the phone. Yeah, just dial up the Phil the the uh, Mo- the Peter phone. It's like the bat phone. Yeah, Pete phone. A double fine could do it. They could. Huh. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. After they finish Psychonauts. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I'll talk to him. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. I'll talk to Tim. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll call Fable fans phone. everywhere. Brutal Legend. If you're, if Marty not, will make it happen. If you're going to have a non-British developer do it, give it to them. Maybe that's yeah. probably the, yeah. very, the direction you would look. There are really British-American developer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? They really are. Yeah. I feel like Tim Schafer is like hiding, secretly hiding a British accent. That dude's hella British. But he just hides really it really well. British voice. Yeah, I mean, it's not high pitched. So I like his imagining that. His voice isn't that high pitched. He's got a regular man's voice. He's like, hello, everyone. Um, Timothy Schaefer here. The whole time. <laughs> Costume really Quest 3. Like. That was my, I think I was doing uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Still counts. Oh, hello. <laughs> you went full Doubtfire. You never go full Doubtfire. <laughs> and so it's a game about bikers <laughs> going. Not half, but full throttle. <laughs> full. All, all the way. Not half, not a quarter, but full throttle. Dios de los muertos. <laughs> I like British Tim Schafer. Yeah, I'm a big fan, a big fan of this man. Yeah. I feel like he'd be Timothy Schafer. That seems like a British thing. Timothy It's a good thing. God, what if full throttle, which I'm just ready to play at home yeah. the remaster what if it were entirely voiced by british actors how much how crazy would that game be i love it about like americana in the southwest and it's just all british actors <laughs> like a really pompous british accent yeah yeah like some oh god like uh downton abbey <laughs> yeah. yeah prim and proper stuff yeah we are going no, to I ride out <laughs> i think of two things asphalt on trouble. <laughs> like, that's just not the same. <laughs> play that play that doesn't work. It must go it. full throttle. Uh, Mark Hamill could have done, because uh, he's in that game too. He's in, no. he's the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Ripberger. And he's doing a, it's like a, there's a, like a Joker undercurrent. Sure. In there. He could, he could have that's that. just Mark Hamill in general. There's a Joker undercurrent. I feel like that's a mean thing to say about that man. This is how he wants to cut loose. Yeah. <laughs> he does really high pitched crazy people. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, let's move along to one of the games that I think we individually and just we collectively like. If you were to say what is the uh, what is unlocked's most anticipated Xbox exclusive, it's probably Age Sea of Thieves. Thieves. Oh, uh, Sea of Thieves, a game that exists. Yes, of <laughs> uh, things that are announced and that actually exist. Sea of Thieves. So they've been pretty quiet for a while, uh, really since E3, but they've been doing the the closed technical alphas that are you know they don't 
look final. They don't. It's they're just. It's really a test just to try and ramp things up. That's why they're totally NDA'd. You don't hear anything about it because they don't want. This is not the stage of the game where they want it publicized or talked about. But they did release a new gameplay video this week with Phil Spencer and some other Microsoft yeah. executives. Uh, either went out to Rare or Rare went out to Redmond. Uh, to to play a new build of the game and it's sort of that thing where it cuts back and forth between different perspectives uh and i'd say i was utterly fascinated i asked you guys all to watch this beforehand and i know you did uh it's like eight minutes long it's a it's a really minutes, 13 cool seconds. thanks destin <laughs> thanks resident video producer destin legary it shows a lot of neat new little gameplay details it's not like a it's nothing revolutionary that we've haven't seen or expected before but there's a lot of neat little new things in this mm-hmm. yeah and it's like that that way of showcasing the game uh which is how they showed it on stage at e3 sort of is the way to get that feeling that we all had when we played the game at e3 where it yeah. is like four people together just wandering around and experimenting and trying to do Honestly, things i cannot wait for us to get to play that game yeah. like yeah. literally the four of us to do let's plays of that game is going to be so much fun well i like the fact that these people seem to know how to play the game they understand the mechanics of the world it wasn't well, just like, it was I'm figuring out and, and, rare, and, and rare developers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's great because the only perspective we've seen are people familiarizing their, themselves with the game. So we have these four players who really sure. know what they're doing. They're exploring that's this true. island, which seems to have some hidden stuff on it, uh, like uh, maybe a treasure or something interesting there. But they're trying to get their boat and take out the enemies. Uh, it was it was really exciting because it kind of got my brain churning, and it's like. What's going to happen when we go in there with four and maybe we get four others and instead of fighting each other, we team up and we go out and take on somebody as a crew? That makes me excited. It does seem like there's a lot of potential to do um, things that we didn't expect in this because that's kind of been the question the whole time. Every time we talk about Sea of Thieves, we're like, what are we going to do? What else is there to do? Yeah, so it looked like there was uh, treasure hunting. Yeah, so we got fighting. Right, we got – exactly. We got to see – and with the treasure hunting, you had to actually – you see you you have to use the map. Mm -hmm. There's no compass. uh, There's no in-game little arrow to show you where to go. There's no breadcrumb trail. Remind me of like Miyasmata, which was the same way where you have to use cartography and triangulation and like looking at like, oh, that's that mountain that looks like that thing, so it must be here on the map, and this is what my compass says. So I thought that was cool. You mentioned the sword fighting. Uh, You had to – it showed having to actually load the cannons, which it. Yeah. We knew you. They they told us that after we played at E3 last year. Like, oh, that's going to be in there, but for E3, we just no. left it out. So you see that in there. Uh, saw the de- I saw the death mechanic for the first time, where you're kind of like a spirit. Yes. Yeah, you go to the ghost ship. That was really neat. Yes, that was cool. Uh, I love that you can. So at one point, it, it turns to night, and you can turn off the lights on your ship. Uh, in order to try Stealth and hide mode. your presence yeah. or your your approach, yeah, which I thought was really cool. And then uh, the other one, uh, you actually hear proximity chat too. If the other team gets close enough and they start talking, Love you can that. yeah, you can talk to each other. So a lot of really interesting new mechanics uh, that we got to see with Sea of Thieves. But I wanted to talk specifically about actually proximity chat. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm, I'm going to just go down. Bear with me if, if you guys think I'm nuts on this. But am I crazy or is proximity chat basically been dead since party chat was invented? I mean, yeah. Like it was used so heavily as a gameplay mechanic and stuff like Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, most uh, survival games have it. So like Conan Exiles. Um, Player on Unbounded Xbox. Xbox. No, oh, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. That's what I'm, ta- I'm talking about. PC. Xbox games. Yeah. 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 Um, sort of in Destiny, you can activate your voice, but it's it's so so. Yeah, because it's uh, you. You see it in this in the the Sea of Thieves video. It's at one point the I forget who the other Microsoft and Rare team is. They they board Phil's boat, uh, and then there and then there's some trash talk, and you can mm-hmm. you can yeah. hear. Like it's proximity chat. It's not just coming, you know, piping in directly. So uh, I like that feature, and the I fact that it's that. not around is kind of sad. That more I, people I haven't so utilized too, it. It's. I go back to it brings back fond memories of Halo Two. Yes, <laughs> Halo Two. A lot of people uh, you would listen. Well, the younger people might not if they didn't play Halo Two when it was originally around. You actually you had to tap. You just tap down on the D pad to open a channel to your whole team. Mm-hmm. Say what you're going to say, and then you, it, you'll just hear it click off a second after you're done talking. Or if you just talk, it'll broadcast to anyone around you, teammates or 
foes Mm -hmm. can hear it and that was always so you know if you were in a 16 player like a big team slayer ctf match and you could be in a group of four off you know maybe in a warthog let's just say a group of uh three in a warthog you could be off and just talking and not like bothering the rest of the team and just talking amongst yourselves Mm -hmm. or if you know you went into uh the enemy base and we're about to grab the flag and you know the guy standing right there you could you could talk trash some trash yeah yeah just just yell something and then yeah. kill him and run away it so. seems like something that sea of thieves actually really needs because even based on what we played i probably told the story before but Monty gone on someone's ship and then held their wheel so they couldn't move anymore right. and it was <laughs> wonderful brilliant because they're all like what do we do because there was no fighting at that point like that kind of conversation being able to happen in that game is exactly what i want it for um it's it's basically a, a pirate mmo they listen all they hear is he 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 yeah <laughs> from mark they also thought and there was stuff like like your ship was taking water you were like getting buckets and like throwing the water overboard i'm like this is so dumb and i love it yeah, yeah. i wonder how much of it i'm going to play when it comes out that totally depends on kind of if there's a mainline quest like because then I'll play a ton of it yeah. because I get really addicted to even MMO quests. Yeah. It doesn't matter how boring it is, I'll do it. Like the sense I of think, accomplishment is just uh, for, for maybe the first month after that game's out, the, we might just do the show from inside Sea of Thieves. <laughs> we could. So I mean, that. absolutely could. could do it by a campfire. That'd yeah. be super cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really excited about it, and I like the uh, the new info we got. Like that video is really kind of reinforcing what i think the spirit of that game is which i think is social madness kind of mm-hmm. it's just chaos and i think it's gonna be a ton of fun yeah i think st- like my thing about this game is it reminds me on paper a little bit of breath of the wild but breath of the wild is able to succeed because anytime i think i wonder if i can do that I can. Mm-hmm. And so I think the big thing with this game, still the lingering question is going to be, there's so many things I'm like, I wonder if I can do that. Can I do that? Yeah. yeah. Can I do these things? Um, and I'm super excited to you know, sort of figure that yeah, out. We still haven't seen, I mean, Rares talked about towns sure. and NPCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we need to see that stuff and all, and uh, dungeons sure. yeah. on land. Um, there, you could see some. There was, you know, you mentioned a lot of the fighting the skeletons. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, in the which is in the beginning part of the video, there's still a lot to see, and I, I'm very curious what the E3 showing is going to look like. Yeah, because you have to really, you can't just do this again. No, like they have to be like, all right, here here's is the real. Here, here it is. I think yeah. here's where we get a story, right? Yeah, I, I hope so. so. Yeah. 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 Um, but when when are we expecting it to come out? They haven't said. I didn't think so. I mean, the fact that I mean they've been very deliberate with the development with these technical NDA alpha tests. So and and when I look at the fall, uh, I am assuming that Forza Motorsport Seven is this Mm -hmm. fall, and I am assuming that Crackdown Three is this fall, and I. I think it's maybe a little 50, more 50-50, but I'm thinking State of Decay 2 is probably their other big holiday title. Like, I think in lieu of a Gears or a Halo, yeah. I think it's it's those three games. Yeah. So, that being said, I don't think Sea of Thieves will be this year. I don't it's think funny, the I'm the le- Of those games, I'm definitely the least sure that Crackdown's this year. Just because we've heard nothing from yeah. it. I mean, that's the. I mean, which you know, I, I could be wrong. Games ghost for a while, and then all of a sudden come back, and it's like, oh, we're out in six months. Um, I think they did that strategically because they have a, something big for us at E3. So. Even, even their Twitter accounts. Yeah, uh, encourage him. Even because their Twitter has been more active, asking people what sort of features that they want to see and everything. And uh, I think it's just kind of like, hey, don't forget we exist. And then E3, we're going to get a big presentation, and they're just going to. Do regular? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure thing. all four of those games you mentioned are going to be, you know, four of the the flagship games at E3. Um, but yeah, I don't envision all four of them coming out this fall. We want to do a, a, an in and out bet on whether Crackdown comes out this year or not. I, I'm willing to. I'll do it. No. Well, uh, no, my answer is no. It does not come out this year. <laughs> I, okay. All right. Are we doing? Are we doing mine's it? Yes. Wait, did I just bet everybody? No, so if I lose, I got to. I got. You guys can do. I didn't. I, I'm, give a, any I'm response, always bet. So I'm I just says no. Players. I say yes. No. Okay. This is it. I'm gonna say no. So, oh, this is okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. No. Okay. That's right. it's the four of us. Yep. So we're team now. Yep. Your team. Oh. Yes. Yep. Oh, perfect. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. This is okay. great. So all right. It ha- if it's if it's not out uh, by December 31st, the Crackdown Three is not released in North America by December 31st, 2017. We will ring in the new year at midnight. 
at in and out the saddest New Year's ever. I, uh, I'm probably going to be in Australia. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. going to be drunk. I won't be in this country. <laughs> Sorry, we get it's rain check on that. Yeah, no worries there. <laughs> uh, back to speaking of Mr. Phil Spencer, he had an interesting interview it's with real popular the show. Yeah, he's a Phil Spencer guy. Seems important. I hope he <laughs> likes hearing about himself because he no, he listens. He he passes all the tests when I when I quiz him to see if he still listens. So, sorry, uh, who does the segues? He give, he gave an interesting interview to the Guardian. Uh, a lot of people latched on to. He made a comment about uh, you know that Sony does big open world games, and a lot of people were taking that. I don't know if I necessarily say out of context, but but maybe reading a little too much into it. But the the thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, is his his comment on what he wants to do with Xbox Game Pass in the future, which was a very well-received service they announced uh, just fairly recently. So this is from The Guardian. So they're saying, Spencer feels that from a creative standpoint, we need new types of narrative experience. But from a business standpoint, it's getting harder and riskier to commit to those games. Is there an answer? Spencer thinks there is, and it comes from watching the success of original content made and distributed on modern TV services. Quote from Phil, I've looked at things like Netflix and HBO where great content has been created because there's this subscription model. Shannon Loftus and I are thinking a lot about, well, could we put story-based games into the Xbox Game Pass business model because you have a subscription going. It would mean you wouldn't have to deliver the whole game in one month. You could deliver, develop and deliver the game as it goes. Hashtag so Telltale. Yeah, I mean, so are we going to see Microsoft start to explore single-player games in that way rather than the quantum break, you know, the, the five-year... Very expensive quantum breaks and so, sunset overdrives. How would you guys feel if Halo was episodic? I don't think Halo falls into this I don't, well, just I category. Don't, just to imagine it. I'm okay with Microsoft making like Telltale-style smaller-scale games, but I do not ever want the platform to not have a focus on big epic narratives that you can mm. consume in a day. I don't want that. Well, and I agree. Like, episodic works for Telltale, and yeah, that's pretty format. much it. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Well, it worked really well for Hitman. Like, it didn't for sales, but it Yeah, did that's true. Play. That was yeah. good. So it's like, they can do stuff like that. It just has to be the really The King's specific. Quest thing seemed to go yeah. really well. It's not... Yeah. But, but you're right. I but mean, like, it's, Hitman's it's, probably the first, like, big name example where they did yeah. episodic. And yeah, it yeah. Okay. Yeah, because obviously I, Valve dropped the ball with whatever the hell Half-Life is now. Um, then there was that other game that had... Was it another shooter that had... An episode one oh, of Sin, way Sin, back and in that the was day. it. Yeah, they only got one episode yeah. out. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was, it was, it's, they tried to make Sonic Four episodic, and I think it got to episode two, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, we're done." Also, yeah. correct. Well, Destiny yeah. was sort of episodic with all the little DLCs that they did. Yeah, like that is sort of what I think of as the most like uh, Hitman aside as the sort of AAA example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I wonder. You know, could uh, like what. What could be a good fit? I mean, you could you could make uh, you could make an episodic like mech assault game. Yeah, I mean, you could make an episodic Halo Wars uh, where it's almost like think of StarCraft Two mm-hmm. that has sort of like the campaign is divided into three. Yeah, that'd be so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like that a lot. Yeah, uh, mech assault would be cool too. Like just unique battle scenarios that you have to complete every few months. Yeah. Especially, yeah, that's like Hitman right there. Yeah. I, just, I don't think you could do that with a Gears of War or a Halo. I don't. I agree. Yeah. The challenge is you need the. Well, you could do it with Halo Wars, though, right? Halo Wars, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the challenge Gears is. Gears Wars. No. Challenge is you need Actually, the yeah. lineup that would support your subscription money. Like Netflix has a huge library, and that's why it works, yeah. right? So does Hulu, et cetera. But you need that sort of library if you're going to launch. Well, I mean, like in theory, the way that Telltale do season passes is like a subscription service to one game. So it could work in that sense. Buy it all up front. Or buy buy it, every like, episode, buy piece which piece. is like subscribing to That's an a good episode point. rather than the service. I'm thinking like EA Access, where you just pay every month. I'm surprised Telltale doesn't have like a yearly subscription thing where it's everything? like, yeah, if you pay us whatever, $70 a year, you get everything we've done and everything we're going to do this year. That's a good idea. Interesting. Yeah. What if they're talking to Telltale and <laughs> about that exact service? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so then there was another part of the interview where this was in response to the sort of narrative now of where are all the first party games yeah. with Microsoft. 
And Phil says, quote, right now the focus is really on the content that we're building. I know I get some community pushback on our first party slate and what position we're in. And I want to say to people that same level of commitment you felt from myself and from the team as we've evolved the platform over the last three years, as we've evolved service over the last three years, as we've evolved and innovated hardware over the last three years is going on with our first party. I don't want to go and pre-announce a bunch of things, but we are upping our investment. There's no doubt about that. So, again, he's not he's not saying anything really here. I don't mean that in a negative sure. way. I mean, he's good at that. The way, the way you read it is not how I imagined it in my head. I imagine him being all cocky about it. It's like the same level of commitment we have for this, this, and this. Yeah. First party, too. Like Drops the mic. Salesman. Walks out. <laughs> well. If you would like, if that's how it works best for <laughs> you. You read it so monotone. I feel uh, like he's, he's a calm, composed man. <laughs> he was nope, on the for show. this one, he only, sorry, you Guardians. Yeah, he was so calm that he, uh, he that he made me throw my pen. I've been waiting for you to screw something up on the show for a really long time so I can be like, wow, Marty, you really dropped the pen. No, I've actually been. I actually want to say that. I've actually been perfect in life uh, since then. I've been oh. batting a thousand. Oh, that's a shame. That's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, a, that's an achievement. Yeah, thanks. Peter Williams tips his cap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. That's that a baseball bat, reference. Yeah. Don't worry. That's man to bat for Yeah, you call it stick cricket or whatever the uh, hell you guys play. I really dropped the pen on that one. <laughs> he says, we are upping our investment. So monetarily, assuming? Uh, well, everything ultimately costs money. So, yeah. yes, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, he seems to be just hinting at the fact that he doesn't want to do a Death Stranding-esque thing where we get an announcement for a game that we probably won't play until 2019, 2020. He talked about that when he was here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, like and I respect that, but we have also had kind of a lull this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, definitely. I, yeah. I think Microsoft's in a very, very difficult spot, this, yeah. this E3. You know, that's is anything they do going to be enough? Is... Uh, you know, can they impress everyone? Or they, you know, that there is a narrative now oh. of there's not a lot in your first party, and the things that aren't part of the holy trinity just get canceled. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's about fair or not. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's that's part of. It. So it's you know, it is on Microsoft to to try and you know not only show things that are coming out soon or like no these these are definitely coming out you guys and they're going to be really cool mm-hmm. and here they are and here's yeah. why. But but yeah, maybe to also look a little further out and say no we have invested here's mm-hmm. some further out things we, yeah. we are doing i mean that's and that's i think sony's done a really good job of they're like all right here's uh spider-man and death stranding and detroit you're gonna play these years from now and god of war but then also this spring like we had some like one of the best quarters ever with oh my uh, goodness. you know horizon and neo and near yes. and persona jeez oh, yeah, yeah that's on. so crazy to think about all four of those games are very good also when you were talking about um uh, the way fury is sort of like a, a, a Catwoman dominatrix with a whip that's what on is like in battles oh is that why you like her so much no i like her because we're in love it's a good it's like reason with this persona lady on yeah. it's a good reason uh, uh finally this week we got a few tiny details on remedies next game of course the makers of alan wake max Payne, and quantum break it will not be a sequel to any of those instead the new game codenamed project seven or p7 for a fun shorthand I guess uh, so. Phil Spencer's Project Three, because that's his. And Project Eight was that Tony Hawk game. <laughs> so this is a prequel to the Tony Hawk game. <laughs> uh, it's a sequel to Phil Spencer. Yeah, yeah. several sequels after <laughs> Phil Spencer. But yes, the predecessor to Tony Hawk's Project Eight, the most beloved of all Tony Hawk games, other than Ride. God. Uh, so. <laughs> love that it's a sequel to phil spencer oh, that's so great it's a uh, like we gotta make phil first and then after that i guess it's tony hawk yeah we're on, just moving on <laughs> so it's uh, a cinematic third person action game set in a new remedy created universe featuring an intriguing story and a game structure offering a long-lasting experience Hmm. That is the literal description of every Any one of remedy these game? games. Yes. P7 contains the deepest game mechanics yet in a Remedy game. Uh, also, you could say that about their other games. Yeah. The game is built on Remedy's proprietary Northlight technology, which is the same engine that powered Quantum Break and I believe Alan Wake before that. It only sounds like a Remedy game. Yeah. Quote, it is a, I, I really got a kick out of this. Quote, it is a sign of how far 505 Games has come that we are now in a position to partner with such a talented development studio such as Remedy Entertainment commented Raphael Galante or Galant I'm not quite sure the proper pronunciation there he's the CEO he's the CEO of Digital Brothers which is 505's parent company 
And that that just kind of made me chuckle because it's just the honesty layered into yeah. that where he's basically saying this is a huge get for yeah, us. Yeah. We got a, we got remedy, you guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's huge because they've been like, I mean, they've published good games with Brothers and, you know, Payday 2. Um, Payday 2, which is that game that just, I don't know anyone who plays it, but a Everyone lot of people it. play I have it. I've played a ton of Payday 2. Yeah. And I say this every time you talk about it. It is fantastic and you would enjoy it. I don't like robbing things. You should definitely play Payday 2. It is ridiculous and fun. I've, I mean, I've, I've, so I've, you, you played Siege, right? Rainbow Six? Yeah. yeah, I reviewed it. Like, in the yeah. same way that Siege is addictive to play with a group of friends. Real fun. So is Payday. Like, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, and I'm in the same boat. Like, I've never properly played it's a crazy. Payday game, but I know I, know I would There's love so it. So many if people I would be like, it. you would love this game, and yeah. everyone's like, eh, but there's still tons of people <laughs> playing it. It's, I don't know, it's crazy. But yeah, Marty, exactly what you said. Like, you know, I, I sort of say it with a laugh that, oh, you know, they're celebrating th- they're a big get like Remedy for, for a smaller publisher like 505, but, but it's, but it's, you know, I, I think that's their right to do that because yeah. if you look like the closest analogy is Bethesda. Like yeah. If you if you just think back, let's ten years maybe less. Bethesda was in either where five hundred five is now, or they were even lower on the publisher totem yeah. pole. They were publishing. Uh, oh, what was there was a horrible first person shooter that they published. Red something wet. No, no. Well, they did publish yeah. Wet, and that was sort of that was part of those. I'm thinking of a different game that's uh, going to come to me later, but it was a real a rogue rogue warrior. Ugh. I think mm. sounds right. But yeah, Wet was in there yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, like Bethesda at one time was was Todd Howard and his team. Yeah, that was Bethesda Game Studios, and then they decided, oh, we want to be a publisher, and they published a. A mediocre Star Trek game and Wed and this Rogue Warrior, which was a terrible shooter, but they they kept building and they got there and five oh fives and you know the Brothers, A Tale of Two mm-hmm. Sons, which was excellent several years ago. You mentioned Payday, Alana, and now they've signed Remedy. So you know they're 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 working on it. It's really exciting. Working their way up, especially after Quantum Break, which we all really liked. So yeah, Quantum Break's a really odd thing in it i feel like not that it didn't sell dramatically well no unfortunately um, not otherwise you played it but it seems like everyone who played it did really like it mm. yeah it's I, so rare we get to see somebody take sort of a chance on a game like quantum break and it was really interesting with the time mechanics and everything i wonder if it's that they pushed the tv thing and, and game is like i don't want this even though i really liked that about it it was like your reward for finishing a level yeah. I, I liked that a lot i thought it was well acted and well produced like i i, I liked that game it was fun yeah well i think Super we talked about it at the time yeah it's uh it's an it's a very good game it's remedy's least excellent game which is yeah. not not an insult I mean, it's still eights on metacritic because yeah. sevens are eights it's it's still critically was a success yes. it's not an enormous one exactly it's not a max paint obviously mm-hmm. yeah and that's and then rockstar bought that so they yeah. <laughs> remedy can't make those anymore yeah, unless anything. unless rockstar picks up the phone yeah but i mean where do we think remedy's gonna go next they've obviously done well how would you describe alan wake that's uh or no i mean in terms of setting For like i feel like quantum break is sci-fi horror yep. okay I mean, what are you? Just, I was gonna say, like supernatural is like a, a theme. If they're going, like, because horror can be in anything. You can have a horror sci-fi. I mean, like, if if they're gonna make another game, that's like we have one. That's Wake's in a creepy kind of town. Supernatural. Yeah. Well, Quantum that's Break. Be. That's what I'm saying. What do, What is the new game? I'm, I'm saying Quantum action. Break is sci-fi, and Alan yeah. Wake is supernatural. But, and then, like, what what else? What else would they go for? Western fantasy. <laughs> Probably neither of those. Oh, uh, let's no. no <laughs> we have enough fantasy games. That that market is is all topped up. I think we're good to go yeah. on on those. I could just play The Witcher three for the rest of my life and I'd be fine. Yeah, at least or a at least dinosaur with hours. time abilities. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, marketplace report. Destin Legary. Yes, sir. What can we spend our money on this week? Pray. That game is coming out. We'll let uh, we'll, we'll let you know. Let you know. Yeah, it. when we get yeah. it. Yeah. On digital, Darksiders Furies collection twenty dollars. Yeah, so that's Darksiders one and amazing coincidence twenty dollars. Yeah, insane. Why is it called Furies collection when she's like a footnote in these games? <clears throat> well, I guess it's because collection it's of uh, 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 she also yeah. flat out four total insanity is fifty dollars. Uh, Lost Grimoires Stolen Kingdom nine dollars, not associated with Destiny. Three old Neo Geo games, Alpha Mission 2, Last Resort, and Samurai Showdown, eight bucks each. 
That's a pretty good price. It'd be like calling the Master Chief collection the Lock Collection. You know, he's not—he's not in this one. Like, what are you doing? Like, he's retconning this. He's in the next one. Like, what are you doing? Well, I think it's because they want people to buy it. To yeah, I mean, that's why they want to do it, but it's uh, rude of them. How? I think it's rude. You're insulted. I'm insulted. Marty's going back to the Darksiders thing. Marty is offended. It is a little strange. Hashtag triggered. Hashtag outrage culture. It's a little strange. Uh, in the marketplace, the first hour of Prey is a free demo. Please do more of this. Yes. Well, you don't get to keep your save file, so I haven't played it. Like, I'm super stoked about Prey, but the fact that I would have to play through the same exact thing twice. Yeah, I'm going like to please that. do more of this, but Dude. keep save files. Yes. I'm going to play this on PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is, yeah, I think by the time you hear this, maybe we have an op-ed by Dan Stapleton about this, how this should just be the norm for games. And it sort of was for XBLA games for a while. It was, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was Microsoft it was mandated, mandated yeah. mm-hmm. for the entire Xbox 360 generation. I remember, generation. Say it you could just unlock it and keep going it's true yeah Yeah. uh dead space two and three are now backwards compatible thank you as well as geometry wars this meet a new dead space i really think this is the year we get a new dead space i really do not i think i think visceral's busy i don't think so visceral's busy making a star war to be visceral who's gonna do it visceral someone else well can't be sledgehammer because they're making making call duty it's gonna be i think we're gonna get a new dead space this year or next year like legit i think well i mean the way they did it with mass effect mass effect one was backwards compatible and then after the announcement they announced uh that you could play two and three so it would be a little weird for ea to make two and three backwards compatible before a big announcement it would be a different strategy but who knows i don't think we'll see a dead space game I think Dead Space is over. Yeah. yeah. So do I. Uh, don't I don't, I don't I want think it to be. relaunched. It. it would be like Prey. It would be vastly different from what we expected. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it would be a sequel at all because that doesn't make any sense to any mm-hmm. of us. But. I mean, it, it's, that, it's, it's exactly the same scenario, in my opinion, as uh, when Criterion were like, come on, man. New burnout. Let's make it happen. Oh. Well, we're going to have you use your exact talent to make – uh, need for speed games for us instead because even though your burnout game would probably be really cool need for speed will literally sell 10 times as many copies so yeah. uh they could they could make a game they could make whatever exactly dead space 4 would be but slap some stormtroopers in it and make it because they have that star wars yeah. dude i would yeah. so be down for a star wars horror game that'd be awesome oh, copies that is the uh, sad business reality mm-hmm. i mean not Sad, but just like that's just the business reality. Oh my yeah, God, it's a good I want to like, feel like they have their Star Wars team though, so it wouldn't be Star Wars, but yeah. I get where you're going. But they can that. make as many Star Wars games as they want for the 10 years or however, yeah. what seven, six left on the yeah. contract. What if there's like, like an out out of a Star Wars? What if there's like game? an Outlast game that just takes place in Jabba's Palace at night with all those weird men and the pig, It'd be and the pig boys? Yeah, and then you fall into the Rancor pit and this big fat naked dad gets sad when you kill Jabba's my favorite character. Make games with gold, Guiana Sisters. Twisted Dreams Director's Cut. I didn't even try, but that's from May 1st to 31st. Lara Croft in the Temple of Osiris, May 16th to June 15th. Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, May 1st to 15th. And Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, May 16th to 31st. Hey, a thought occurs to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was tweeting about this earlier this week. It's like, E3's coming up. I was like, hey, wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah? He slaps his mic. It was very <laughs> funny. That was on camera. I thought it was going to fall over. Watch your microphone. Uh Take that, Mike. I was thinking, oh, I wonder what, like, what WB has got going on because uh, Batman: Arkham Knight came out like during E3. We we, we left Dan Stapleton yeah. home yeah. to review oh, it. Uh, so that was two years ago. Like, you got to figure it. May, it might be time to announce Rocksteady's next game, which is presumably not a Batman game. Mm-hmm. You know, the superhero game, Fable. I mean, it's going to be something <laughs> in the surprise in the Warner Brothers IP catalog because yeah. they. WB didn't buy a Rocksteady. Superman game. Maybe. Well, honestly, yeah. Um, because of the f- movies that are coming out, it's got to be Wonder Woman or Superman would make the most sense. All I That's wanted right. was a Harry Potter game. Yeah. Just do that. Did you play the one on Connect? There was a Harry Potter game on Connect? There really was. No. <laughs> I, I loved the old Harry Potter games. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, so did I. PC and I really liked them. Like, I would totally be down with the Harry Potter bully, but I don't know if that Yeah, and I mean, Rockstar's British. They understand that. Spectre Projecto. Mm, yeah. Is there anything else besides the DC line that would be really interesting? Anything you mentioned Harry Warner Potter Brothers yeah. owns is going to be fair game. Yeah. Like Sablanca? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Hey, Harry? Oh man. There was a, a good dirty, one. Yeah, there, there was, was a bad. Right. Was it was it bad? It, was, it never came out. Oh, so there was a dirty Harry game in development like for the original Xbox and PS2. Yeah. Never never saw the light of day. 
Yeah. But um, where I was going with that was because I, I was thinking about Rocksteady, and then I actually started thinking about, let me look up, I was looking up what studios WB owns. Mm-hmm. We know, like, uh, NetherRealm is busy with Injustice 2, yep. and you can go down the list, and it's like, it seems like we might be about due to hear about a new game from three one or more of three WB studios, Rocksteady being mm-hmm. one of them, uh, WB Games Montreal, which was rumored to be doing that mm. Suicide Squad yeah. game before oh. they wised up on that. Right, and that's... isn't isn't the new rumor that, that that's a Batman game now? Was yeah. That a, is, that, hmm. is there anything? I feel like I've heard. Am I making that up? I've heard Batman stuff about Steve Suicide Punk Squad, game. and I've heard stuff about Superman, and I've heard stuff about Batman. Mm. Yeah. And then, but then the third one, which is what got me onto this when you when you talked about Lego Star Wars being one of the games with gold this month is uh we have traveler's tales they seem to have i was looking at their list of games mm-hmm. they seem to have multiple teams because they ship like usually two games uh, or one game a year or yeah sometimes two in a year and i feel like i wonder if there'll be an episode eight a star lego star wars yeah, you can do that and rogue one episode eight um, yeah because yeah, yeah the last one was force awakens and it seems like they've are quietly ceasing development on lego dimensions Mm. which is yeah, just toys for life in yeah, general yeah. Um, toys for life things over rip. Yeah. toys for rip uh, you know that toys for life seemed like it came and went it had about the same meteoric rise and fall as 4v1 music games oh I thought you were going to yeah. say 4v1 4v1 you want to bring it we can bring it back yeah. there too. <laughs> a little bit longer than that yeah. well the difference is with, with music games and with uh, with toys for life toys to life games is Fill your it's actually released <laughs> 4v1 only only really amounted to yeah, one the one, one game the one yeah and then the rest got Not so much the four more the one yeah mm-hmm. anyway sorry to interrupt that's everything that's everything mm-hmm. great well, let's uh, play trivia real quick on lock block trivia chandler whose gamer tag is lifeless unicorn Aww. but the the it's lyf if you want to friend him i like the fire fest he, he's probably uh, uses Lyft and not Uber, I would imagine, with that kind of spelling. <laughs> and so, uh, you'll recall last week, nobody got anything right, so we're still in the Remember. same. We've got five points for Destin, four for Marty, three for Alana. Let's see if anybody can get this one. Uh, Chandler asks, what year were the original Xbox Live servers, so ex- original Xbox games, what year did they finally shut the last of the xbox live servers down so you couldn't play halo anymore mm. halo 2 obviously couldn't play anything else so was that back in 06 08 2010 or 2012 if you think there was sort of a big event that's organically sprung up around this which may be a clue for you that's kind of what what it made me think about was uh oh i graduated high school in 2010 was it that <laughs> are you, yeah. you gonna that go was with, it i actually am gonna go with 2010 so like, yeah Marty, I, I don't. Know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go t- uh, 2012. 2012. I'm gonna do B. 2008. Okay, good. So we have three different answers. Unfortunately, one of you did pick the correct one, and it's Alana. It yeah. was top ten. It was for your high school well, graduation. It was because I graduated. Yeah. Uh, oh, that now we've got a nice tightened Ooh. up race here. Destin and Hank clinging to the one point lead over the uh, tied Marty and Alana in the. Man, I'm doing okay. <laughs> But yeah, uh, remember the there was a group of players who vowed th- to not log off of Halo Two, mm-hmm. yeah. to just leave their consoles on for as long as possible. And there were some neat one whole neat stories written about it. Yeah, and I think I forget how long it lasted, like a week or something. And they started dropping off. Like one person's power went out. Yeah. No. I think one person's game froze up. Uh, but yeah, then they, somebody, the last person standing, I think I was, they were in there for like a week Wow! after the, it was a cool story after the, yeah. you know, you couldn't log in anymore. He was actually, he, he was arrested. <laughs> yeah. He was arrested for not, for not logging up for, for trespass, digital <laughs> trespassing. Yeah. He's in Guantanamo now. It's awful. He's being one of those weird human pyramids. I think they just had to shut it off. Didn't they? Or did he never disconnected? Right. Like he never no, said, all it right, was, I never got off the down. bus. It was, they just, they unhooked it such that you could still you, exist. Yeah, you, you could, if you were there, you could be there, but you couldn't log in anymore. Yeah. So sort of like where Milo exists right now. Project Did Milo? they kick him off in the end? Or, no, I don't remember how the story ended. I don't think ended. he shut it off. I don't remember if he yeah. voluntarily left or had a power outage or a crash or what it was. But. Got arrested. That wasn't a goof. 
he didn't get arrested. That's not what happened. Definitely didn't happen. We'll look it up later. Uh, Anyway, let's let's go home, shall we? Uh, I mentioned at the top, but if you uh, you can always find unlocked on ign.com. Just click on the shows tab, and you'll see the unlocked button right there. That'll take you to the unlocked homepage. Uh, if you're on listening on a podcast service, please subscribe so that it's just fed to you automatically with no effort on your part. And maybe leave a review on your favorite podcast service as well. That helps with the iTunes rankings and whatnot. And then uh, YouTube. We want to we want to get as many subscribers. We want to get more subscribers than Beyond has. It's actually pretty close. It is. Actually, it's like shockingly neck and neck. Yeah. Uh, so subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're going to continue to be doing – uh, like classic Xbox plays, well, yeah, okay. new so stuff. Now that I'm actually a video producer, uh, I'm planning to organize a whole bunch of really cool stuff that we can do on those channels. That's like my first project is to... Awesome. Hey, what if that? we unbox the Chocolate Lancer? We will be doing yeah. that. There's the there's those Ninja Gaiden Let's Plays I did like over the holidays. I think yeah. there's one thing that's still up there if you never saw those. But yeah, subscribe to that at youtube.com slash IGN Unlocked. Uh, let's go to Destin. Hi, everybody. Anything you want to promote about yourself or what you're working on? Uh, a lot of my stuff's just planning for events. So on May 18th, there's a big Destiny event. Destiny fans probably know all about it. But I'd definitely be coming to IGN during that time. And other stuff is just E3. Uh, so do the traditional Twitch plug, twitch.tv slash Destiny channel. I stream there every Tuesday and Thursday at 8. And at work, uh, developing a few things behind the scenes. But that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Top 10 Destiny 2 features that we want was just released today, actually. Yesterday, if you're listening right now, uh, by James Duggan. And uh, he actually talked to a lot of the Destiny fans. A lot of great entries in there. Uh, let us know what you would like to see on that video. I really like that one. Alana? Uh, mostly working on uh, Darksiders stuff right now. So um, if you would like more cohesive versions of the rambly things that I said earlier today... There are a whole bunch of articles going up throughout the month, and one really cool video feature that is basically about how Darksiders 3 even came about from 2, because it was the whole THQ thing, Vigil Games lost yep. everyone, people went to Crytek. It was, it's it's an, an interesting feature that should be up, uh, I think, next week or maybe the week after, so yeah, keep an eye on those. Fantastic. Marty? Cool. Uh, yeah, I mentioned uh, Top 100 RPGs. We're rolling that out all week. By the end of the week, uh, you can find out what number one is. There are Xbox games on there, such as uh, Jade Empire, Fable 2. KOTOR 1. KOTOR 1's on there, yeah. Is Fable TLC not on there? I don't know. Uh, all I know is uh, we're getting a ton of mean comments because we put uh, Final Fantasy VII as uh, number 52. And um, what was that? What was the farming game from last year? As, as 51. Farmville. No. no uh, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley as 51. What? People are mad about that? Oh, hell yeah, they're mad at that. I think <laughs> of we, did, they are, you're right. we did that on purpose. Yeah. List Wars. Yeah. Oh, also, I got to fucking interview Stephen King. Oh yeah, you did. So that was my one wow. that was my one F word of the of this the year. Uh so that was that was a thing. Yeah. And then That's Tim awesome. Schaefer liked to tweet about it. That was really weird. A series of events. That was weird. Uh, everything's great. What was it one question you asked Stephen King? I, uh, I said, will you go to the mall with me? I know. We just talked about the Dark Tower in the trailer. Um, and what was so your favorite word that he said? Cujo. All right. One. Yeah. That's a dog. It is a dog. Books. Yeah, he's a very nice dog. Very cre- that's no. Cool. That, that's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was uh, on, on Cloud9 when I got to meet and interview Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... I, so I can relate great. to it. Like, yeah. no, Stephen King's awesome. No, a lot of brought the Tim Schafer thing because uh, I tweeted out the thing this morning, and then Tim Schafer liked it, and I was like, "If you like go back in time to like middle school, high school, Marty, and you're like, who are the three creative people you admire the most? It'd have been Stephen King, Tim Schafer, and Martin Scorsese. So I just got to get Scorsese yeah. to notice me today. That seems easy. Yeah, seems very difficult. I'll walk on that. Well, why don't you just make a a uh, tribute album? To uh, using like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, <laughs> yeah. s- oh, oh, spanning the arc of the, of the three Godfather okay, yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that okay, today, yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm going to Portland in like an hour. Bad out. This is to- fine. <laughs> You're taking a vacation. Vacay. P land. Awesome. The old port town. Stop. You can find me on Twitter at okay. DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, unfiltered. That's true. That's always going on now because they're segmented in each week. Uh, Alex Rogopoulos, co-founder of Harmonix, talking all about Guitar Hero and Rock Band. And could I, at one point I asked him, did you guys ever think about just like uniting the families and teaming up? He had an interesting answer to that. 
Uh, so yeah, look for that. And if you didn't hear the Peter Molyneux interview, that's probably one of the best episodes of, of unfiltered, not because of me, but because of what the guest says, it's Peter Molyneux. He, he barely gives interviews anymore. And he, uh, says a lot of really interesting things about Xbox history and about his own history. Uh, he was exporting baked beans to the middle East in his youth as a business. Yeah. Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. (laughs) Yeah, he uh, drunkenly resigned, and his buddy pressed send on the. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good story. Talked some hot trash about Connect. Same. There's there's a lot going on in that Peter. Him and I would really get along. So IGN Unfiltered uh, is is my little one on one interview thingy that I do here on a monthly basis. That's segmented into weeks now, but the whole. The just complete interview is on podcast services, so you can go listen to it there or just watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, for Destin, Alana, and Marty, I'm Ryan. This was Unlock 294. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.